On this episode of SNC Critical Insights, Mark Trevino and Melissa Sawyer, co-heads of SNC's corporate governance and activism practice, discuss shareholder proposal trends for the 2021 proxy season. Today, they explore trends in governance proposals, which went to a vote more often than any other category of proposal this year, despite a decline in prevalence. When you look at proposals actually voted, Governance proposals continue to dominate as they have since we all have been practicing. They represent the vast majority of voted proposals. And that is because a supermajority of governance proposals, almost three quarters, go to a vote. In contrast, environmental proposals are the least likely to go to a vote and the most likely to be resolved with a proponent. Um, only 30% of those are going to a vote. But average support increased meaningfully from around 30% to over 40%. The percentage of social political proposals that went to a vote also remained low at around 40%. And average support there was steady at around 30%. As I mentioned, when you look at proposals actually voted, governance proposals continue to dominate. Structural governance proposals, written consent, special meeting, proxy access, those kind of proposals represent about 75% or three quarters of all governance proposals and even higher percentage of those voted. Board composition proposals where diversity decreased in prevalence a bit, so about a quarter and was even less of the those actual voted. The support increased this year to 40% in total. That was driven by those proposals that average more than majority support, adopt special meeting, majority voting, supermajority voting provisions, and declassify the board. As was the case last year, proponents submitted more proposals for written consent rights than they did for any other governance topic, almost a quarter of all the governance submissions up from a fifth last year. Most went to a vote and very few passed. Unlike special meeting rights, many major institutional shareholders and many issuers have a concern that acting by written consent in lieu of a meeting can actually frustrate a orderly process as opposed to support shareholder empowerment. But there is a significant percentage that think written consent is a significant and steady percentage is a an important shareholder right. Most of these written consent proposals are adopt proposals. When we look at the structural governance proposals, we've divided them into those proposals that ask you to adopt something for the first time and those proposals that didn't like the way you adopted it and would like you to amend it. So with respect to written consent, it hasn't been adopted by a majority of the larger companies. And so most of those proposals or adopt proposals, although we saw a threefold increase in amend proposals this year. Most of the amend proposals sought to lower the ownership threshold to 10% from a more typical level of 20 to 25%. And that threshold is the threshold necessary to set a record date for the written consent is technology to the special meeting. Provisions are sort of related to each other. All of those proposals received ISS support last year. The year before, 
where we had five of those proposals, the proposal was to set the ownership threshold at 3% to set a record date, and none of those received ISS support. Of the 10% ones that we had this year, average support was just around 40%. So we're going to see more of these. When we go to special meeting, we did have relatively high levels of proposals to either amend or adopt special meetings, given that more than four-fifths of S&P 500s have a special meeting provision at this point. There, you see a switch, and you see most of them focused on amending. And again, lowering the ownership threshold to call a special meeting. The average support uh, remained relatively high, although it was a little down from 2020 at over 30%, suggesting that a meaningful percentage of shareholders are not satisfied with the 20% or so ownership threshold that is prevalent in about three quarters of S&P companies that have uh, special meeting rights. Only one proposal to amend special meeting rights, however, passed this past year. We haven't really talked about proxy access in a while. This past season saw a reversal in the three-year decline in proxy access submissions. This past year, there were 31, only two of which were adopt, and the rest were amend. Shrevedden was the filer of most of these. Average support was strong at around 30%, but none of them passed, even though ISS supported each one of them. Our second category of governance proposals, moving from the structural ones, which really were the foundation of this type of discussion over the past decade and a half. The second category is board composition, and those fell significantly year over year. Submissions on independent board chair fell by almost 35% and almost by 50% on board diversity. Part of that is almost undoubtedly the high level of attention that this topic has received from other stakeholders, I'm sure you're all familiar with the new NASDAQ rule and with the California legislation. And and this is obviously a topic that all of the major shareholders are aligned around at this point. Only two board diversity proposals, for example, went to a vote, only three. Um, The two that did received very high support. They requested disclosure of underrepresented groups on the board in terms of gender, race, sexual orientation, ethnicity. They passed by over 80%. I think one was even over 90%. The only one that failed, to the extent you want to call it that, was a true diversity proposal, which demanded that the board diversity efforts include political beliefs. And that proposal received very low support, which is consistent with true diversity proposals the year before. When you think about this category, you take out these sort of anti-diversity proposals that you see in there. We've heard about and proponents have submitted a handful of director qualification and employee director proposals this year, just like they did last year. But support for those categories, those proposals remains low. Director qualification proposals focus on disclosure of director skills and qualifications, usually like industry specific. Three went to a vote and they were at tech companies and requested disclosure of human or civil rights experience. And I think they average around 10% or below. 
And then there was a second category, as I mentioned, of proposals that requested the inclusion of non-management employees as director candidates, which generated a lot of discussion as a very European concept. Seven went to a vote. At Amazon, it received more than 15% of the vote cast. It had ISS support, but it's the only proposal like that. But I think just given the types of conversations all of our stakeholders are having, and given that particular outlier, I, I expect you'll see a bit more of that. We can't really talk about governance without talking a bit about the process of conducting annual meetings themselves, which have dramatically shifted in the pandemic. Well, I'll just say, I mean, we continued to see widespread use of virtual meetings in the 2021 proxy season. I would say it's still TBD if that will continue in 2022. A number of issuers are still wrestling with that question and don't have to decide that quite yet. On the plus side, I think many issuers have found the technology to host virtual meetings works quite well. However, a few organizations representing institutional shareholders, as well as some of the frequent proponents, have complained vociferously about how some of those virtual meetings have been conducted, specifically around the opportunity for the proponent to engage in live Q&A or to present their own proposal live. So I think there's still some debate about whether all entirely virtual meetings will continue in 2022. And I expect we may see some differences across sectors with some tech companies, for example, continuing forward with virtual meetings, while some other companies may prefer to go back to in-person meetings or hybrid meetings. So I think it's still up in the air at this point. Thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about SNC's coverage of proxy season, please visit us on the web at www.solcrom.com.